Howdy ho, beautiful sports fans. Welcome back to some more H-Town Sports Talk with me, Cam. Um, so today we're going to talk about mostly football, the NFL. Um, there's a couple things that are outside the NFL. I guess we'll start off with those just to get that out of the way. Um, today it was announced that the match, part two I guess is what it's called, but it's a golf tournament with Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Phil Mickelson, and Tiger Woods is going to take place on May 24th at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, so Phil and Tom are going to be paired together against Tiger and Peyton. It's going to take place in Palm Beach, Florida. Uh, I mean, I'm really interested in it. I know that Tiger and Phil played against each other. I don't know if it was last year or the year before. That was kind of cool, but adding Tom Brady and Peyton into it is just going to make it even better. I listened to a video of Peyton Manning basically talking trash to Tom Brady. It's a little funny. Um, yeah, so I'm a little excited for that. Also, and some other non-NFL news. NASCAR starts back up on May 17th. They're going to have, like, uh, of course they're going to race with no fans, but they're going to have a race on the 17th and then the 20th and then the 24th, I believe. Something like that. I'm not a big NASCAR fan, but I do like to watch it every now and then. Um, my grandparents love NASCAR, so that's why I take an interest in it. Okay, so... Let's start with the lots and lots of NFL news that I have today. Um, Marshawn Lynch, he said that his agent is talking to the Seattle people, I guess is what you would call them, about another comeback. I believe Marshawn is 34. Um, yeah, so he came back at the end of last season for the playoff run. He scored... What was it? Four touchdowns in three games that he played. I like Marshawn Lynch. I just think it's... I mean, it would be better for him, I think, to start the season like playing football and, you know, continue not, you know, just decide in December, oh, yeah, you know what? I think I want to go play this week. Probably be a little better for him, but who knows. I've always liked Marshawn since he played for the Bills back in the day. Um, another, some more news, uh, Richard Sherman, I was reading an article today about how Richard Sherman said that the D was the reason why, the defense, I mean, was the reason why that the San Francisco 49ers lost to the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Um, duh, I mean, you had a 10 point lead and you blew it to the Chiefs. Yes, Chiefs have, have an awesome offense, so you... I mean, everybody kind of knew it was a matter of time before they put up the points. But still, you know, Richard Sherman goes out there and he says how great he is all the time. And that's what happens. So, I mean, yeah, Gualopolo, he kind of, you know, he didn't do well in the fourth quarter of that game, obviously. I think it was like he completes the one pass to Emmanuel Sanders and they score a touchdown on that probably and that wins the game. But... Still, they were, they had a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter. you got to think. 
your defense should be able to make some stops for you and win you the game, right? I don't know. I feel like it wasn't necessary for Sherman to say that. But then again, I guess Jimmy's been taking a lot of heat for what happened. Uh, Either way, they lost because they couldn't score enough points and they couldn't stop the Chiefs. I mean, oh well. At the same time, like, the Texans were ahead, what, 24-3 to or whatever it was? And they still lost. Now, when people talk about that game, they talk about Bill O'Brien being the reason that they lost. They don't talk about Deshaun Watson being the reason that they lost the game. Because Bill O'Brien made some stupid decisions. But, I mean, it's it's a collective effort. It's also, it's all just take a moment to realize that the Chiefs can score a lot of points in a very little amount of time. They're out there playing Madden, basically. Throwing it up to Tyreek Hill, who's running past everybody. No big deal. Um, Also today, Cam Newton said that he would be okay with signing to a backup role. Well, Cam Newton, I'm glad you said that because that's probably what you're going to get. I mean, I don't don't know if the, the, the Patriots haven't signed anybody. They didn't draft anybody. They keep saying that Stedman's going to be their quarterback. I mean, Stedman's probably going to be their quarterback. If they've gone this far without doing anything, it's probably going to be him. I don't really agree with it that much, but, I mean, I kind of like Stedman. Let's see what he does. His backup will be Brian Hoyer. Please don't put Brian Hoyer in the game, Belichick. If you know anything about his football, please don't put him in the game. I, I don't know. I just don't see where Cam would end up as a starter unless it's, like, the Bears. If the Bears signed him, then, you know, he could probably start over Mitchell Trubisky and Nick Foles. I, I don't know. The Bears need somebody, though, because their defense is top-notch, and if they could get a good quarterback in there, they could win a lot of games. Um, And some, I don't want to say small news, but very minuscule news. Cooper Rush, who has been the backup quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, signed this week with the New York Giants. Great. I always find it funny when teams either like trade players or a player signs with another team in the same division. Like, I don't understand the thought process behind that. It just happens a lot. And I just feel like if I was the coach, the last thing I would do would be to give a team that you play two times a year an advantage over you. I mean, I'm not saying it's a huge advantage because we just got a new head coach. So it's not like. Cooper Rush knows the whole system or anything like that. But still, it's some advantage. I mean, it's not a disadvantage, is it? It's not like it's hurting them any. But, I don't know. I'm not a big Cooper Rush fan. So, I mean, I'm not. I'm okay with him going away. Oh, well. Um, also, in another... I don't know. Well, let's just see. Frank Gore signed with the Jets this week. Um, I'm surprised Frank Gore's still playing, but I thought he was going to retire, but he's still out there, and he's still putting up good numbers. I mean, I like Frank Gore. He's been around for a long time now. And the Jets, I mean, I think the Bills are going to win the division, but the Jets could surprise some people. 
What they really need to do is get rid of Jamal Adams and just let the Cowboys have Jamal Adams because we need Jamal Adams. We had Jamal Adams on that defense. Woo! Tell you right now, we would tear some things up. Um, also, Odell Beckham the other day talked about his surgeries and how this year is going to be the best year of his career. And blah, 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 blah. I am tired of hearing about Odell Beckham. One, because I'm a Cowboys fan and I see that damn catch all the time and it is annoying. Two, because, I don't know, he's not doing anything. He didn't do anything last year, really. I mean, I don't think that Cleveland is really going to throw the ball a lot this year. I mean, they might. They got Landry Jones and they got Odell. They might throw the ball a lot. But when you have... Nick Chubb in your backfield, all right, and the new, the new offensive coordinator or whatever it was that they got, like, they're going to run the ball a lot if they're smart. The problem last year was Freddie Kitchen said, oh, no, we're going to get, you know, everybody's going to touch the ball, everybody's going to touch the ball. Okay, that's great. You can say that, but, I mean, that's just dumb because... If Nick Chubb is running the ball for 10, 12 yards a carry, why would you take the ball out of his hands to throw it to a wide receiver just to make them happy? I understand you want to keep everybody happy, but come on, you got to win games, all right? Who cares if, if people are happy? I mean, you win games, people are going to be happy. You already know. Like, it's just stupid. Nobody, like, nobody's unhappy when they're winning. Well, okay, I say that, but, yeah, there's teams out there. People will be unhappy if they're winning. Um, also players, or it was players, no, it was, there were polls put out to ask fans if they would like to see sports games without fans in the stands. Like, they would ask you, hey, do you want to see, do you want the NFL, or do you want the NBA to come back without fans, or do you want to wait until fans are allowed back in the, in the stands? Now, I am of the mindset, we don't, I mean, I'm not going to the games anyway, so you can play it without fans. It's going to sound really weird because, you know, there's going to be fans cheering all the time. It's a little strange, but, I mean, I'd rather see some sports on TV. I mean, we, we got to finish the season, which I don't know if that's going to happen, but I don't know. They're talking uh, Friday, which today is Thursday, so tomorrow talking about having a meeting and discussing when the NBA might come back and stuff like that. And then uh, in baseball, the MLB is talking about a mid-June return. So they return in mid-June and then the season would actually start in like the beginning of July because they do kind of like a spring training thing and then they get it all together and stuff like that. I mean, I don't know. I think it's optimistic, but we'll see because I mean, mid-June, we're talking that's like five weeks away. I don't know. Some of this stuff I think is being rushed to just to make people happy. Uh, I'd rather us just make sure everybody's safe. Because I don't want them to have to close it down and then open it back. Like, this is just ridiculous. I don't know, guys. We're going to see, though. Oh, also, tonight at... So, tonight, Thursday, at 7 p.m. Central, so 8 p.m. Eastern Time, the NFL is going to announce schedule for this year now everybody knows who they're playing you know the teams you're gonna play you just don't know the dates they're gonna play those teams 
So that'll be kind of cool to watch. And then we can figure out, you know, what kind of record everybody's going to have. That'll definitely be something we discuss in this show. Um, real quick, I want to discuss a couple of uh, holes that are left for a couple of the teams after the draft. We'll just discuss some of the ones that I think are important. Obviously, I think the Cowboys are important. Duh. Tight end as a whole. Yeah, I definitely agree with the tight end being a hole for the Cowboys. All right. Now, we have a hole kind of at safety, but we did get Clinton Dix in the offseason, and we got a couple of corners, so maybe one of them could jump over and play some safety. But we lost Jason Witten. Okay. Blake Jarwin, I think, is really good. I mean, he's been really good in the limited amount of time that he's played. But I think he could, you know, surprise some people, maybe. Maybe he could be really good for us. I don't know. I still think that that position right there, we need a little more depth in it. Um, let's see, what was the other one? Oh, uh, the... Hold on one second. Okay, so let's see. Um, the Eagles need a linebacker probably. Yeah, I agree with that. Just because, I mean, the Eagles have a pretty good offense on paper. If everybody can stay healthy, their offense could be pretty good. Um, I believe they picked up, what was his name, Marquise Goodwin, along with Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, so... I think that defense or that offense could be really good. They just don't have a, and they also got what's his name, Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz. So they could be really good on offense. They just need a good linebacker. I mean, I hope they don't get it because they're the Eagles. But whatever. Um, Chicago Bears offensive line, which is kind of alarming. I mean, I feel like. Offensive line is the backbone to your offense. Um, too many teams worry about drafting good wides or drafting a good running back, or all these weapons, but they don't worry about protecting the quarterback so he can get the ball out to different people. I mean, that's, that's kind of a little more important than everything else to me. Whatever. Their defense is, you know, top-notch, like I said, so maybe they can pick up somebody. I don't know. <laughs> so the Green Bay Packers uh, need a wide receiver. Yeah, I think everybody knows they need a wide receiver. Everybody but them, apparently. Because in the draft, you know, they select Jordan Love. Doesn't really address their wide receiver needs. Um, they also draft a running back. So what are they going to go with? Devontae Adams and Geronimo Allison. Yeah. Okay. Good luck with that, guys. Um, The Atlanta Falcons running back. I mean, I guess that really depends on Todd Gurley, you know? Like, if Todd Gurley can overcome his injury, which no one really knows how severe his injury is. Just because the whole time he was with the Rams, they didn't really say anything. Um, So I don't know. Maybe. Maybe they could, you know, surprise us. Um, the Buccaneers need a backup quarterback, yeah. But, I mean, they kind of just 
put all their eggs into the whole Tom Brady is the goat basket and just hitch our wagon to him and let him lead us to the Super Bowl. We'll see. The Saints need a cornerback. Um, I mean, the Saints don't really have too many... They don't have too many holes. I mean, they got a great backup to Drew Brees. I mean, he's great to throw into the other team anyway. And, you know, they're wide. Michael Thomas, come on now. I guess, yeah, maybe maybe the corner is probably the best. The biggest hole they have anyway. Let's skip around a little bit. Um... An edge rusher for the Seahawks. On that note, um, Jadavian Clowney said that they are probably like he's probably not going to play for them again. So, yeah, that that means the Seahawks are going to be missing somebody rushing the quarterback, which is weird considering something Seattle has always been good at is rushing the quarterback. In my eyes, anyway, that's something they've always been good at. I, I'm very curious to see what happens to Clowney. I wonder where he'll go. That will, like, that could easily make a team so much better than they are right now, depending on where he goes. Um, the Patriots need a wide receiver. The Patriots always need a wide receiver. I mean, it's ridiculous the weapons that they gave Tom Brady. They, I mean, poor Tom Brady, right? Is that is that okay to say? Poor Tom Brady. And he's got six Super Bowls. The Ravens need an interior offensive line. So I was reading how the Ravens did really well in the draft. Kind of um, under the radar, anyway. Because the Ravens already were really good, you know. And they just added more weapons to their offense. But I also read today some weird news about how Earl Thomas's wife was arrested because she pulled out a gun and aimed it at Earl Thomas. Yeah, it's a little, a little crazy. I've always liked Earl Thomas, but... Um, Pittsburgh Steelers need a quarterback, yeah. I mean, they have been, big been, but... Who knows? I've never liked Big Ben, but, I mean, he wins games. Who knows what they can do? Um, the Houston Texans need an edge rusher. Yeah, just because, I mean, J.J. can hurt a lot, I feel like. But their defense did do pretty well last year. I mean, they also lost to Davian Clowney last year. And I do think that... They traded for Brandon Cooks. Um, they also got Randall Cobb. And they also got Will Fuller. So they got some good wides. I mean, they don't have DeAndre Hopkins wides, but they got some good wides. They also got Duke Johnson in the backfield and David Johnson in the backfield. And Lamar Miller, if I'm not mistaken, which, I mean, that's three pretty good running backs. So I don't, I don't know. That's a lot of weapons. And I was reading how Brandon Cooks said that the way that Deshaun Watson prepares it reminds him of the way that like Drew Brees would prepare and Tom Brady would prepare. Like that's really high praise, all right. Brandon Cooks 
I've always liked him, mainly because he was on my fantasy team. Um, he's had a couple down years, but he, he can be good. He's got speed. Can't teach speed. Mm, let's see. Titans need a pass rusher. Okay. But, I mean, they're losing Logan Ryan. So, yeah, that makes sense. Mm, imagine if the Titans get Jadavian Clowney. Ooh, that would be awesome for the Titans. Not awesome for the Texans. And apparently, so, Mike Vrabel used to be the defense, defensive coordinator for the Texans. And the most productive year Jadavian Clowney had was when Mike Vrabel was there. So, that'd be cool. Um, yeah, I think that's going to be it. We can, I don't really, the Los Angeles Chargers, which I still can't get used to saying, need a offensive tackle. I don't know. I feel like the Chargers just need to stop losing close games. Whatever gets them to stop losing close games. So, I mean, offensive line, I feel like, is the number one thing that you address. Because nothing can go well if you don't have a good offensive line. Quarterback is just going to get sacked all the time. Your running back is going to get hit behind the line. All your offensive plays are going to get blown up. So you, you have to invest in your line. It's very overlooked, but it is super important. Um. Okay, so real quick. We don't have to cover all of them. We'll cover the top five for today. Probably discuss the rest of them tomorrow um, we're going to discuss the power rankings real quick so these are post draft power rankings so let's go number one Kansas City Chiefs yeah okay they won the Super Bowl they haven't really lost that much um, yeah all they did was draft a, a good running back you know like if you win the Super Bowl and you don't lose a lot of people yeah, you're automatically number one. Um, Baltimore Ravens, number two. Okay, I can agree with that. Just because of their draft was really good. And they basically have everybody coming back. I mean, the I like the Ravens. I like Lamar Jackson. Um, number three, San Francisco 49ers. Yeah... I mean, I think it's very close between number three and number four. Number four is going to be the New Orleans Saints. I don't, I don't necessarily like the Saints, but they're really good. They just, I don't know, they have really horrible luck, I feel like. But the 49ers are going to be good next year. Do I think they'll make it back to the Super Bowl? No. But maybe. Um, so the Saints... At number four, yeah, I, I like the Saints. Well, I like the Saints on paper. I don't like them as an actual team, like I said. But if they could, I don't know. Drew Brees, Jameis Winston, as long as, I think as long as Drew Brees stays healthy. If Drew Brees gets hurt again and has to go out for five weeks, I don't think that's good. Just because I don't think Jameis Winston can hold it down the way that Teddy Bridgewater held it down. Alright, and the last one for today. The Seattle Seahawks. 
Now, here's my thing with number five. Um, Jadavia and Clowney, I think, plays a huge role in this. Just because I don't think their their defense is n- anywhere near as good without Jadavian Clowney. So he's already said he's not coming back to Seattle. So I think they're going to fall a couple spots. Who knows? Maybe not. But I, I do like their wide receiver, DK Metcalf. And as much as I don't like Russell Wilson, he's all right. Who knows? But yeah, so that'll be it for today. In the next episode, which I'll try to do one tomorrow, we'll see. Uh, We'll try to discuss the schedule, and I'll go through the rest of these power rankings for you guys. And see whatever else news pops up between now and then. So, make sure you guys subscribe to the channel. And, yeah, I'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye.